Hello and welcome to the Phileas Club, the show where we get people from around the world to tell you how they saw the news from the past month. This is episode number 43 for February 2012. Hello, everyone. If, if you need me to sing for you, I'm ready to do that, but it's not my fault if all of your listeners run away. Yes, <laughs> I think they they you know if they were going to run away because of things you do Turkey they would have run away already. So. <laughs> <Good> <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to the Phileas Club. This is the show where we get people from different countries around the world uh, to tell you what happened in the world from their perspective, uh, their culture, their background, and so. It's hopefully kind of interesting. Uh, my name is Patrick Beja, and uh, today I have people from, let's see, so France, for myself, of, of course. Uh, we have Turkey, of course, from Saudi Arabia. I say, of course, because he's always there. How's it going, Turkey? Uh, hey, Patrick, I'm doing well. <laughs> Are you trying to sound, like, cool now? It's like, hey, I think Patrick. he's seducing you, Patrick. <laughs> Seriously? Uh, Make sure your wife is not too close because, you know, she might think things. You're just tired. We know. You're t you. One thing that I learned a few uh, months ago is that it's not the weekend for you. We usually record on Sundays uh, – on Saturdays, sorry, and you're working. So Yep. It's, you're, it's a weekday here. Exactly. So you're coming back just for us. So thank you. Uh, the voice, the, the lovely voice that you heard uh, right after was John's voice from the U.S. <laughs> Hi, <laughs> Thank you Patrick. for coming back. I'm glad to be here. It's been a little while. You're in New York, right? I am in Connecticut, uh, close enough. Uh, right. The yeah. suburb of New York, if you will. <laughs> And uh, we have also Maria, who hasn't been on the show for, I don't know, maybe a year? Maria from long, Sweden. Really? Yeah, I maybe. I think so. Yeah, it might have been. Well, you were busy, you know, raising babies and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. just the one, actually. <laughs> so thanks for being here. Apparently, it's minus 20 degrees uh, Celsius for you. Yes, it is. So But I'm warm because inside. Because you have that isolation thing, which yeah, we don't really a, know Yeah, it's about. a nifty thing. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, so we'll be talking about... Uh, cold a little bit more later down the line we're really um, going to talk about the weather i think so yeah because you know it's it's a big thing here in europe um uh, you know what we could start with that because we always start with the oh first of all before i i said for february uh this time i'm always hesitating between january and february when we record at the end of january actually it should be the show for january because we're going to talk about the things that happened in the past month right. so Yeah, yeah, that's an important, very important thing to say, and it definitely uh, was worth interrupting the show for that. <laughs> um, so, right, let's. I, we of course have uh, topics on Syria, Egypt, and all of that, and we've been starting with these topics for I don't know a year or a little bit more even. So let's change things up, be uh, spontaneous and uh, unexpected. <laughs> And let's, let's talk, talk about, about the weather. The, the weather. <laughs> so apparently the weather. Uh, the weather is boring for you, John. 
You don't want to talk about that. No, I just found it amusing that, you know, we're talking world events and like, yeah, yeah it's cold out. But this is actually a big deal when so many people have died from it. Exactly. Huh? You See, don't feel so clever now. Here, so I'm interested to hear. So what, what is the weather like in, in Europe right now? It's one of those years, uh, we had that a couple of years ago, uh, where the cold is so, uh, well, cold, really, in, in France uh, or in Europe, across Europe, that it becomes a news event. Um, it was, I guess, around, I, I think in Ukraine and Poland and places like that, it's around minus 30 degrees Celsius. Uh, how, how much is that in Fahrenheit? Does anyone know? I have absolutely no idea, but I can tell you that here in Sweden, we have had minus 42.7 Celsius It's below zero. It's it's either below zero for for Fahrenheit or just like about there. Okay. I have the internet. Well, minus (laughs) minus 42.7, that's minus 44.8 Fahrenheit. So that's like crazy, crazy cold. You can't even imagine cold. Yeah, there you go. 35 is in Fahrenheit. Minus 35 is minus 31 in Fahrenheit. Oh, that's right. It starts to get really weird when you go into the negatives and it doesn't. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so minus 31 Fahrenheit, I guess, is pretty uh, horrible. It's not in France, uh, not in Central or Western Europe, but uh, in, well, maybe uh, Central. I mean, Ukraine and Poland, minus 35, you had, there were dozens of people dying. Uh, It's the kind of thing that sort of becomes a, a, not quite a a, a natural disaster because you, it's not sudden and, and then it goes away or, you know, reeks havoc and destruction but it's definitely something that some countries are not prepared for you you would think right. ukraine being part of the you know uh, old soviet union would you always associate them with incredible cold but ukraine i guess doesn't get that cold and poland definitely doesn't uh, minus 42 is sort of you know exceptional for sweden too right Absolutely. But I mean, here we're prepared for it. So um, the only people who are in risk of dying here are homeless people, but most of them have somewhere to go inside as well. And I guess what's happening in Ukraine is is, it's the poor and the homeless that has gotten uh, the worst of this. Well, there's our our solution to the population problem. (laughs) Oh, horrible. (laughs) Sorry. Yes, I, I would have comments on this, but I'll refrain because people will think I'm horrible too. Yeah, let, uh, I'll take it. I'll, I'll uh, take it all for you, Patrick. <laughs> Thank you. People um, already know that, Patrick. Don't. That's worry. true. That's true. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, well, in France, it's not that bad. It's minus ten, which lets use the internet again. Minus ten is uh, fourteen degrees. Uh, Fahrenheit. See, that's um, so weird that it gets like, you know, it's like zero degrees Celsius is like, you know, 30 something or whatever it is, 33 or whatever. Um, and and then once you get into the negatives, the numbers get way closer together. So it's it's the, the translation is very strange. It's very weird. It's it just change systems already. Anyway. <laughs> um, exactly, so, yeah. Patrick. <laughs> uh, minus 10 uh, is not he, too bad. He's talking but, about uh, Americans because they're stubborn. I think so. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, So, yeah. They want to go opposite the world and everything. Well, there's these pesky British, too. But that's just to piss us off, specifically. Um, The... So, yeah, in France, it's minus 10. It's not too bad. Uh, It's quite cold. Everyone is, like, shivering and making jokes. But in in many um, countries of Eastern Europe, 
people are actually dying and and here too i guess you know we have shelters and things like that but you get a few uh, deaths every year when it gets that cold uh, and it was also kind of sudden because all the way through december and january even um it was almost 10 degrees which again let me get my internets so 10 degrees celsius is 50 fahrenheit and it was very unusual for france and in in like three days it went from 10 to minus 10 um so yeah that's that's definitely a big story here i guess it's not as interesting as the other ones but uh is it oh do you also have that wave of gold in uh in uh <coughs> where do you live again turkey right saudi arabia <laughs> uh, is it cold in Saudi right. Arabia? <laughs> Can it be cold in Saudi Arabia? Well, well it, it depends cold, on who, it depends on who you ask. Okay, if, uh, I personally don't think it's cold. No, but what's the temperature? <laughs> yeah, uh, temperature-wise, I think it's been between twenty at the high and Jesus. about five at low. Oh, okay, five is fairly low. Yeah, within the city limits. Uh, outside the city limits, it could go below zero, easy. And is that unusual or? No, that's normal. Very normal. Okay. All right. Wow. Okay. That's. Uh... Yeah. You never trust me. You never want to be in the desert at yeah, of uh, at very night late in at winter, night yeah. during winter. It could go below freezing easily. It goes up to maybe ten or twenty below zero. Hmm. T- yeah. Twenty below zero. Wow. Yep. Okay. Depends on on where you're in the desert. Yeah, it could go really? as low as that. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah, so yeah, I guess that's it. We're not going to do uh, 15 minutes on the fact that it's cold, but uh, yeah, it's freaking Well, I do cold. have to say, it's freaking warm over here. Ah. I don't know what's happening um, this particular month, but we had a, well, I don't know, like a 65-degree day the other, you know, like last week. Um, so that's, what, 18 degrees Celsius? Uh, like there's, did you uh, just pretend to make it like the calculation in your head? No, like I was casually I was ta- pretending. I was talking while I was typing right. the number into the website. Okay, I think you meant you meant to you I meant to mean, mislead I was just people. To save time, okay. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's been unseasonably warm this month. We haven't had any real snowstorms. Um, but of course, in October. We had a massive like blizzard here that no one was prepared for, and it like knocked down tons of trees because all the leaves were still up. Like so, mm. everything's backwards for us right now. Yeah, hmm. the world—it's going to you know the crapper. What's happening? Is that is anyone talking about um, uh, the the weather changing and the you know heating and all that? In this case, there, there's no such thing as global warming. What are you talking about? Oh right, okay, yeah, that's the word I was <laughs> looking for. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's weird because I remember that some people were saying global warming is a horrible name because it's not actually getting warmer. It's yeah, right. climate yeah, change. Climate is changing, um, and in, and this would seem like it's a perfect, um, you know, illustration of that. But uh, I, I feel like I feel like right now the like in general the climate all over the world is completely unpredictable. And when I was a kid, it wasn't like day. that. Yeah, exactly. Oh well. All right. Enough about the weather. Uh, God, you two are horrible old people. What? No. All we right. just are. You give us, <laughs> Turkey, give us your best old person. Give us your best Saudi old person. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. I'm going to offend right. a lot of people. No, <laughs> That's, no, no. no has no, to no. be careful. In Saudi Arabia, if you offend someone, you get shot. No, thanks. <laughs> Right, I guess that's a good reason. There's a 90-year-old man walks up to you and stabs you. 
All right. So uh, let's get back to serious topics. Uh, Syria. Apparently things No pun intended? Sorry. No, not intended at all. Uh, We're actually talking about serious stuff. We can't make jokes anymore. People are dying. Uh, Uh, Yes, I can. Yes, of course, you can always make jokes about people (laughs) dying. Um, So Syria, basically, uh, let's summarize and do it quickly. Uh, Things are getting a lot more confrontational than they've been in the past few months. And it seems like we're seeing the beginning of a um, civil war mount up. And uh, the pressure from Western countries and uh, the the Arab League is rising. Uh, there is still Russia trying to stop resolutions. Uh, I think Russia just uh, destroyed the latest resolution. Right. I haven't just, followed. The, they just voted the things today. Yeah. yeah okay. It was so the vote be, is done because I've been looking for information. It was information supposed to be a couple hours internet. ago, and okay, I haven't found yeah. anything. But they they've come out and said that it's officially no. Ah. Believe it or not, even China vetoed it. Now, mm. that's a surprise for me. Okay. <laughs> I was expecting yeah, so, China to abstain, at least. Maybe. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, the, 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 the pressure is definitely... It didn't get voted, but it's definitely being discussed. And uh, it's... Let's say things are looking... Are continuing to uh, look worse and worse for the Syrian government. So with the with the actual beginning of a... Because you ha- we have to remember that it wasn't an actual civil war for the past uh, few months. It was really uh, uh, demonstrations. And now it's looking like it's, uh, it's turning into a civil war with uh, uh, military officials defecting from the uh, Syrian army and uh, joining the rebellion and fighting. Um, so, yeah, things look like they're taking it took a little bit longer but it's starting to look like it's going to go the same way that uh, it went in the other arab countries at least at least that that's the image i'm getting from watching the news here uh maybe quickly i guess it's the same everywhere but uh just to check um maria maybe uh well uh yeah we get a we almost get the same news, I guess, because we take mm. it from the same news bureaus. But uh, I saw a Swedish film team two days ago who were uh, actually some journalist that was allowed inside Syria. And uh, they, uh, they, <laughs> they were followed around by government officials that told them what to film and who to speak to. So they got this weird, very surreal piece where uh, you saw people dancing in the squares and uh, <laughs> you know shouting that Assad is uh, is like the greatest guy ever and uh, then they got to interview some people who said that all these killings this is just propaganda they haven't happened and the scary thing was that those you know upper middle class people who were at that rally I actually believe that some of them were so um, indoctrinated or you know, they were mm. so um, um, affected by propaganda that they actually thought that uh, these uh, <clears throat> killings were not happening. But I guess mm. after what's happened uh, this morning or yesterday, uh, I, I don't think anyone so. could be uh, oblivious to well, what's going on. I guess the, the there are uh, uh, supporters of the Assad regime. Um, I don't know how tribal Syria is. But um, there's definitely supporters of the regime, so it wouldn't surprise me that they were actually, you know, uh, uh, genuine supporters being filmed. Of course, they're not. They, the reporters weren't authorized to uh, 
to go film anything else. No. Mm. Um, so do you guys in Scandinavia still follow very much the, uh, the, the, the way things are happening in, uh, in the Arab world? Or? Absolutely. Every okay. day. All yeah. right. Cool. Um, John? I guess I, it's I, Super Bowl day today, so nothing else uh, counts, right? Oh, is that what's ha no? Well, no, it's, it's tomorrow. That's Super Bowl oh. Sunday. Oh, right, Saturday. Right, right. That's it's Super I mean. Bowl Saturday, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Everyone's at the grocery stores, I guess. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, when it comes to violence in the Middle East right now, it it, it does tend to blur a little bit, um, mm. just because there's it's a lot to keep track of. I've actually found a pretty decent. I think it was the. So the Wall Street Journal, oddly enough, had a really interesting ongoing timeline where um, they have just the basic headlines of uh, each um, each of the uh, the countries and what has been happening. And of course, Syria Syria is like like almost like something happening every single day. Um, but uh, so that that has I think found like been useful for me to kind of pick apart amongst all of the random headlines that have been coming out what's actually happening. Hmm. Uh, but I have, a, I have a sort of a question, and this is, this is some ignorance on my part, uh, and I will happily admit uh, my own ignorance. Um, the, uh, the Arab League, what – can you help me understand in terms of like what uh, like sort of seat of power um, the Arab League has? I mean are they just the equivalent of the UN sort of, um, and, and how are they related to the UN hmm. at this point? Uh, maybe Turkey is better suited to answer that question. From what I understand um, – The Arab League was not very uh, – not what I understand, but the way we saw it uh, here in France. They weren't very uh, active until that crisis started happening. Um, but Turkey, maybe you can explain better. Uh, uh, basically, the Arab League is uh, basically similar to the UN in its own concept, but for Arabs – However, it hasn't been active, and if it, when it is active, it's very low activity because apparently even though we share the same language and basically mostly the same culture, we never agree. So okay. <laughs> nothing ever works in that. Well, that, that's, well, that's I mean, kind of like the UN yeah, the, then. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, basically it's, it's just, just imagine the UN on a smaller scale just for Arabs. Now, we're trying to get – I mean the UN and I guess the, the, the Arab League are we're, – we're, we've committed to no uh, military action, correct? Yeah. Okay, From so, what I understand, yes. So, so now – They did, are, they did retire their mission. Well, though? it depends on uh, who you talk to. Even within the Arab League, they're divided. Uh, actually, okay. Qatar did call for military presence in Syria, Arab military presence. Okay. I know the United States have said no to military action for like United the, for for the UN. Um, so we, we're just. I mean, is the are these are these groups now the UN and the, and the Arab League? Are we just trying to make a a proclamation to try and uh, basically you know peer pressure Syria? Uh, 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 you know, get to get Assad uh, to step down. Is that what's happening at this point? Yeah, the Arab League is not pushing for Assad to step down and start the UN. Hello. Ooh, what's happening now? And we're back. Sorry, modem, is modem issues, but uh, Turkey, you were telling us uh, how the Arab League works and or uh, doesn't. Okay, let's let's first agree on the collection. How much are we uh, putting together to get Patrick to pay his bills? <laughs> I have 
Come on. <laughs> yeah, I, I really can't count on you guys, can I? All right, my jar. <laughs> I've got... Yeah, you can spare a quarter, go. Patrick. Thank <laughs> you. There's plenty here on the desk. That will be enough because our I, connections uh, are so cheap because of socialism. No, I have I have some soda cans. Do you guys do bottle returns in France? <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> Sorry then. What? You're not green? Unbelievable! You are we destroying are. the environment. No, they're just all green. They don't need to pay people money just to be green. <laughs> We're inherently green. <laughs> All right. So, what were we saying? Arab League, yes. Turkey. Arab League. I don't remember what it was. Are we, are, are we done with Syria yet? <laughs> okay. Maybe we are. Uh, let's move on to Egypt, actually. Wait, 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 wait. Ah, okay. I have something regarding Syria. Okay. okay. Let's see. Uh, today, uh, Tunisia kicked the Syrian ambassador out. Ah, like physically kicked him? Yeah, physically kicked him, and they recognized the opposition as the new government. Wow. So, yeah, it it definitely looks like things are starting to smell not super good for... Saudi Arabia is supposed to have a celebration. We have a yearly celebration for a cultural celebration. And usually when we have this cultural celebration, it starts with a huge musical opera. Mm-hmm. Oh, this uh, the king just today announced that he's canceling it in respect to the dead of the Syrian of Syria. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. So, so how? Okay. In that case, let's uh, let's say, how long do we think Assad is going to be able to stay in power? Uh, I think it's, it's getting shorter and shorter by the day. Uh, yeah. Some big this coming to shot. a head quickly. Yeah, you just got some people, uh, officers, high-ranking officers that have started to uh, move to the other side. So it's it's, yeah. it's really moving quickly. And uh, so I, I give him worst-case scenario three months. Hmm. I don't think. I mean, I don't are think we getting to a point where we like the where the international community can just come together and say, you know, you should step down and pe- you know, and well. That's what that's what we've been trying to do at the UN, but uh, yeah. you know Russia and China are not agreeing. So, so can we talk about what what exactly is stopping Russia? I mean, I know they're, they're, they have a long going uh, you know friendship with Syria, but what what are they? What did what are they holding back on in terms of? Um, well, I I would think my initial you know my go to conclusion is if they ever you know they're they're they want to be free to do things that maybe the international community doesn't necessarily agree on and they russia Russia actually has a naval base in syria oh well okay there you go oh i'm sure they will be able to keep it though don't you think no no russia is too anti uh, I don't know, democratic and so on. It's they won't be very happy with a democratic government either way. So mm. it's, it's one of the only places where they have a military presence in in the Mediterranean area. So strategically, it's very important for them to to remain a good uh, relation with Syria. Mm. And plus, Syria is one of their largest uh, buyers for weapons. So yeah, obviously they. But it's also uh, you get the feeling that it's also this kind of bloody, you know, stubbornness that I won't do like the United States says that we should do, and uh, well, in this case, yeah, in this case, it's embarrassing on their part because people are dying here. 
Mm. I don't know. That's an, an, another interesting question is how long are they going to be able to oppose the sanctions against Syria? Uh, you know, how long can they keep doing it without caving? Um, maybe until the end. I don't even remember if they opposed uh, sanctions against other Arab countries. But uh, I guess, yeah. I mean, Putin has been facing his own uh, demonstrations. So I I wouldn't be surprised if, if part of his logic is, well, I I'm sort of getting back into power and I think people might not be happy about it. So when people when you know it happens in other countries let's make sure that we don't oppose it too strongly because if we do then we're going to get a taste of our own medicine somewhere down the line when i'm going to be you know the candidate for presidential elections so yeah it, it does sort of seem like they're it seems like russia is taking the stance of that they're the ones protecting the un charter and trying to make sure that that what the UN is doing right now is not violating its own sort of uh, uh, laws that they've kind of created um, uh, versus having a, I guess, what they might term a more emotional or biased reaction to it. Um, but I, I, I'm just interested to see just how much of uh, a, a leg they have to stand on in terms of, you know, uh, what their reasoning, what their maybe not their actual reasoning, but what reason, what reasoning they put forth to the the UN for why they're gonna why they vetoed it. Oh, I'm sure it's like you know you shouldn't intervene in a in a sovereign country's affairs. Right. Yeah. I, the... I I think I I think if uh, memory serves me right, I think their biggest problem was they wanted the resolution to say very clearly that military action is not an option. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's that's what they demanded, and nobody agreed I think they, to that. Then, well, I know I think they've done that, but they're still holding out. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I really don't know. But as far as I know, it doesn't mention military action, but it never it doesn't even say it's not an option. So yeah, they ho- just hopefully want later to the word it's not an option. But the, the resolution they said uh, they said no to today, even that was you know toned down so much. So that resolution yeah. did not uh, say that Bashar has to leave power even, but they couldn't uh, exactly. agree to it anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, that was the sticking point from what we heard here in France, and uh, it people were having a feeling that, and when I say people, it's you know government officials and our our minister of uh, uh, defense were getting the feeling that. Were saying at least that they were they had good faith that it would end up passing with that toned down version. So the fact that it didn't is definitely a surprise. But it it at this point it's starting to look like it's just a hiccup on the way to the fall of the Assad regime. So, mm. all right. Um, the other uh, Middle Eastern uh, piece of news that is getting bigger and bigger by the day. Uh, what I wrote in the rundown of the show was the football disaster in Egypt, which is turning into much more than a football disaster. Um, In case people haven't heard, there was a football match uh, two or three days ago, and uh, at the end of the match, the supporters sort of started running on the field, and there was a gigantic brawl between the, well, one set of supporters who were attacking the others, and I think People got trampled and there were head injuries and general mayhem. And there were about 60 or 70 dead. 74 uh, people. 74. There you go. 
And so, first of all, this is sort of a, a, a we have hooligans, of course. You know, there are idiots everywhere. But this is like they actually invaded the field and started hitting, uh, fighting, violently fighting with the others. And I think they might even have won the match to, you know, to begin with. So this is really one of those WTF moments. It's, you don't even understand how it could happen to begin with. Uh, but that was the start of all of it. And let's just move on from that even, uh, uh, you know, t quickly. Because it's turning into a political prote protest now. Um, there are a lot of people who are saying that the government and the military and the police forces let it happen, which I don't really quite understand how that would work. But they sort of let it happen in order or to make it... Or even initiated it, I've heard people saying. Yeah, because uh, what I read was... I read that they, the people who started um, the violence weren't even the, the real fans of the other team. It was like people who were sitting way up in the back or something like that. So it was almost like they're, like almost it was like they're saying that they were waiting for the end of the thing and then they just uh, started, um, started the riot. But I could see how you could plant you know, maybe 20, 30 people to start making trouble. But the people Is it really are... that hard to make a riot? At a soccer game, I mean, a football no, game? Probably not, but I mean, you still have people have to, people have to, you know, take part in that riot afterwards. If you're just, I don't see how this could be. I'm, you know, against totalitarian regimes as much as the next guy, and probably the, you know, in Egypt, the military should. <sighs> Maybe they are staying in power too long for the people's, you know, more, longer than the people would like. But I really, really, really don't see how that fits with a riot with fans invading, you know, hooligans or whatever, invading a football field. Even if some of them start fighting, your first reflex is to leave the football field, isn't it? I mean, you're not going to go in and... and bash someone's head with your bare hands it well, doesn't understand really make it, sense. The, it it's, the, the problem was that they i mean the people who were rioting like drove other people down like a small like not alleyway but a, mm. like a really long corridor and people were trampled and and beaten and stabbed and stuff like that like it was it was like hurting them through uh an area that uh, uh where mm. most of them died Right. Plus, Egyptians are very well known that they love to fight. So, well, okay. So, Turkey, maybe you can you can tell us a little bit more about this. I'm sure it was. I mean, it it wasn't quite explained. That 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 you know, leap was not explained to me satisfactorily. Uh, well, it actually, wasn't discussed. There's, there's there's no clear any inf clear information or facts. Okay, so I'm not uh, completely the most, the most yeah. yeah the most likely situation, which is what most people are commenting and uh, talking about is that some of uh, the leftovers from the old regime were at the stadium and they started uh, rattled people and uh, started all of this trouble. And uh, the, the reason the people are pissed, apparently the police was not in full control and they did not, uh, they weren't there in full charge to stop this from happening. Uh, mm. They actually, the, Everybody involved, it, uh, I think the head of the police in Sinai, the head of the, the governor of the city, Bursaid, and a, a few others had to resign. 
their positions mm. after that catastrophe. So it's a, and 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 it's very problematic as, as in soccer and or football, whatever you call it. And people do fight a lot, and especially in Egypt. Uh, Egyptians are very very sensitive people. They get uh, if they are aroused and they are very sensitive. So you always have to be careful around them. Mm. Okay. But this ongoing riot that is on the streets right now... Uh, right, because what we didn't say is that... Who are they? they are, I mean, obviously they are opposed uh, to the, the military government, but, but are they the ones who were also fighting at the arena? Or is this a counter-reaction to what happened at the arena? I guess it's... it's well, from my point of view, at least, from what we're understanding, it's just reignited yet once, you know, another time, something that has been in the air for that has never really stopped and at least started in in uh, i believe in january or maybe end of december mm-hmm. early mm-hmm. january you know they they had the uh, the protests again uh yeah. demanding that the the military you know the military yeah, yeah, i i understand the, that the, the the football game was just yeah. the match that lit right. the 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 fire uh, that was already you know growing the the annoyance was growing in the country because of the military regime sitting too long mm. um, but but the football supporters I, yeah i guess that's the same question you asked i don't understand how that fits yeah it, it it was just you know it's like it it's something if indeed it was uh uh people who went in and wanted to look for trouble and the police didn't stop them, then it can be seen as yet another action by uh, the, the, the regime to... I don't even know why they would, what they would gain by doing that. Or maybe give the impression that they have to be there to keep the you know, country in, in check and, and the, to yeah. stop the violence maybe, but uh, even that obviously doesn't work if they had to yeah. resign. Uh, personally, I don't think it, uh, it was set by the regime or anything. Mm. The current government is just... Uh, it was just a freak people. accident. Yeah, yeah. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a lady calling. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, it, it definitely feels strange. But what is certain is the fact that it just reignited yet again um, another set of, you know, another round of uh of protests and uh so the problem though is now you've got even i guess maybe it was always like that to begin with but you've got the supporters of the old regime and you've got the military and you've got the populace who is wanting the military to to actually let go and, and let a a new government really actually form so you've got i think it's going to become more messy now because it's not as clear. Well, the, 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 no, the, the supporters of the old regime have old uh, – maybe there were a few left who went to that match. But I really don't think they're a significant force in this. The problem is now that uh, the, the, the people want the military regime out of the way. But they're also uh, frustrated by the result of the democratic elections uh, that put the, um, the, the religious – people in power. Uh, the people who made the revolution were city-educated, uh, you know, people from Cairo. And the ones who got elected were elected democratically. So, of course, you have a, a large uh, majority of the population who okay. would vote for... 
Which yeah. one of you said the hot girl or someone is calling? <laughs> it, the, it one of course. Me. It was not me. Uh-huh. It was not. Me. Whoever said it, I would love to present them to this person and they can enjoy their company as much <laughs> as they like. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you're not going to say who just called. <laughs> Let's just say, unless you're gay into bears, you won't <laughs> want to meet this person. What? Uh, <laughs> love me a good bear every now and then. <laughs> All right. Let's go back to serious topics. Um, what were we discussing again? Uh, my mind is sort of a blur. Egypt. Uh, right. Egypt. And uh, so, yeah, I really don't think there are a significant, you know, maybe a few people who are part of the, you know, supporters of the old regime. But it would really be if you stand up and say, you know, bring the old guy back. I think you get in trouble now in Egypt. So, um, but yeah, so this is really confusing and it seems like a F up that turns into yet another igniting of the protests. Okay. So, so what is a country supposed to do now when the, the largely vocal uh, people are, you know, the, the educated people, the people who are looking for uh, uh, a more democratic future um, when they get what they want and then what they want, they realize that they are the minority in the country. Yeah, and, that's the whole problem in the country now. And, and I mean, what are they – is it is it time to leave Egypt at that point? I mean, if you don't – like, how does – how is that going to work for, for Egypt if, you know, if the people who are – protesting and and you know and all the chaos is sent around the people who are dissatisfied with the government are when are they going to be satisfied never um, there I, I don't see how they can get out of it they wanted demo- democracy and they got it and they don't like the result it's it's one of those things where it's super hard but you have to okay this is my interpretation but you have to bite the bullet and if the muslim brotherhood enacts laws that are too restrictive of of their freedoms or of the freedoms that they want, then they want, you know, the the people has to vote them out in the next Mm -hmm. election. And if at that point they say, well, we're staying no matter what, you know, the election result, then you can start, you're legitimate in your complaining again. But until then, that's the voice of the people. I don't know that you can, uh, of course, if they start, you know. Wow. Putting wow, in... I actually agree with Patrick. A miracle oh, my God. Oh God. Oh, oh, God. Oh, God. Hell, hell froze over. <laughs> Unbelievable. 2012 is indeed the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> you agree with me. Thank you. Is it, is it though, a, a sentiment that is uh, shared in Saudi Arabia, Turkey? or uh, By the majority, yes. They think that the people should just... Settle down, give the chance for everything to work, and wait to see yeah. the results. They want a democracy. These people won. And because yeah. they won, they're not happy. It's, uh, that's not democracy to, to decide yeah. who wins and who doesn't without right. voting. Just mm. so. Yeah. so that's the majority. There are a few people that are uh, not, don't agree with that. They, they support uh, problem, all of these uh, demonstrations, uh, those who are... Uh, Support the old regime, but the majority, yeah, they would. They think give it a chance. Don't do it. The, the country, especially Egypt, as in e- as Egypt, can't take it financially. So this is really hurting the country very badly from a financial perspective. So they really need to settle down, give it a chance for things to work. 
as far as I know, lots of people are not getting salaries right now. There's a lot of people not being paid at all. Right. I, I wonder if it's not that they need to settle down, but they need to refocus their energies. It's like, it's like if all you do is yell that you need, you know, you want to topple the regime, and then the next regime you don't like that regime, so you yell again that you want to topple that regime. Um, where does that really get you? Versus, in, I mean, at least in America, in, in our current whatever state of democracy, it, the protests. I mean, there are protests that happen, but it's about issues, not about you know, toppling the government. Well, yeah, yeah, it's a bit harsh to compare the two, but... Uh, right, no, I'm saying, but, like, it, in terms of how do we get... The problem is, okay, to, for, know, again, or, from my perspective, the problem is we're judging this from, you know, our comfortable Western rich world. Um, and and there is a real frustration and fear that happens where, when you had a totalitarian regime... Um, and you managed after months of demonstrating and dying um, to to boot them out. And once you have the elections, you see a potential uh, also freedom-reducing uh, government put, taking power. There, I can see – I had a, a very interesting discussion with my parents um, who have I, – I, maybe people listening don't know this, but I was born in Lebanon and my parents are from, well, basically all over uh, the world or at least Europe and the Middle East. Um, and so my parents had a, a very bad experience in Egypt and then in Lebanon. And both of those times, it's more or less uh, because of the Muslim Brotherhood. And they were very uncomfortable with what was happening. They, basically, they didn't think it was going to get better. My stance was, well, you know, that's what happened and that's what they choose. And you can't – we don't have another – a better solution of going about installing democracy somewhere than what they're doing now. It's the best way to do things. So anything – else in you know my view would be less democratic and less fair so we don't have a choice but they were very uncomfortable thinking whatever happens the muslim brotherhood is going to reduce freedoms to put it mildly uh so i can understand the fear and frustration of the people living in egypt thinking we just traded yeah. one for the other what yeah, this is the, not the what muslim, we muslim, asked for. muslim muslim brotherhood makes things and restricts things the next election vote for someone else exactly, and yeah. they will make yeah. it go back the way it is yeah, you just that's... can't just come and insist on you get what you want from the first try exactly yeah. that's like democrats going in on an administration when a republican wins and starting doing problem yeah yeah <laughs> so, but i guess you know uh, that's definitely how we can see it from a almost cold you know, calculating, not calculating, but, you know, very analytical point right. of view. When you're in this and, you know, you just got out of prison thinking you're going to be free and they tell you, well, you know, we just actually what we're doing is we're probably going to put a, a, a nicer bed in your prison, but please go back in. I can understand that you're, you know, shaking and and, and yelling and crying and saying, you know, F that, that's not what I want. So, you know, you know, the problem in Egypt is basically because there's two types of people in Egypt who are demonstrating. You have those who are very highly educated and very liberal people hmm. with demand that they become free to do whatever they want. And they're not yeah. happy with the Muslim Brotherhood. Then you have the uneducated people. There's a huge uneducated population in Egypt. Sure. And those are just being fed whatever uh, some guy tells them and they go after whatever they're told. Hmm. 
So uh, you have these two people fighting against each other, and they are going out and demonstrating, and it's 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 just that there needs to be people need to be patient. Yeah. Right, it's going to take time for for even the populace to evolve to for for that well, you know, education to spread the, in terms of yeah. what people expect. The and, key is and, education. Hey, it, yeah. it, it, took, it took a country like the U.S., what, uh, 150 years for uh, – or 200 years for blacks to have some rights? Yep. I mean it's it's often – you know, we don't remember it, but uh, women only got the right to vote in France after the, you know, World War II. So mm-hmm. it – but I mean the other thing is um, – the the it could be that the muslim brotherhood understands that they need uh things to not be horrible when they first you know initially even initially uh it might be that they do things moderately like they said they would and and that they do put in place a a reasonable moderated uh islam unlike you know that that could work so We'll see. Uh, it's let's not prejudge them. Let's say, but mm. Ma- Maria, you didn't really speak during this. Is this uh, being seen in the same way uh, in in Scandinavia in general, but maybe Sweden where you are? Or uh, yeah, but I do. I don't think I can give a deeper analysis than you guys have given because I I just haven't haven't anything to add really. Okay, what we said before. But, so you're. It's not being discussed actively in those terms like the 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 muslim brotherhood isn't a, a huge concern for the it didn't you know <laughs> spark discussions and well we have we have pieces in the news every day about egypt but if people sit on cafes and discuss it's the muslim brotherhood nah yeah. not okay. at all that, that's why i come here <laughs> yeah i guess we don't really discuss it here all that much i'm partial to it because I come from the Middle East too. So anyway, all right. Um, something else maybe the, that, that might be very French centric. I don't know, but uh, the uh, elections in Senegal uh, where uh, Abdoulaye Wad is seeking a third term when he was supposed to get only two, but now that the length of the term has changed, he got his re, uh, you know, um, his, re-running to be validated by the constitutional body. And uh, people are not happy about it, and France is not happy about it either. So it's been making the rounds. I don't know that we need to spend that much time on it, but that's definitely been in the news in the past, uh, I don't know, two weeks or so. It's been a big thing. I'm guessing it wasn't even on your radar, right? It's been short uh, pieces in in Swedish media just saying, you know, there are protests and uh, this is not so good, Mm. but um, no major coverage. uh, Turkey and John? Uh, What's what's Senegal? (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) I guess we get, you know, we get our our colonial past that definitely still plays in uh, in this because certainly if things like that happen in other countries that we weren't close to, um, we wouldn't even mention it i'm sure and like i said and for me here i have a hard time i have to struggle and concentrate on to to pick apart what exactly is happening where because it's a lot of uh the same things happening with nuances certainly but um uh, it's it's just the same thing over again it's like okay what where are we talking about yeah yeah i mean understandable 
uh, for an American. No, I'm kidding. Understandable, period. Um, but what, what I want, uh, can I just ask you, Patrick, since you seem to know more about this? Oh, God, uh, please this... don't ask me questions. I don't know anything. <laughs> From Go what ahead. I've read, this president dude has been kind of a democratic person that haven't done any major bad stuff before. It, it's That's my understanding, too. And that's why it's even, you know... Uh, uh, even worse than not worse, but it's definitely creating outrage. Uh, he was just—he just completed his two terms. He's eighty-five years old, and uh, his his uh, opponent is a singer called Yusun Dur, who's quite famous in France and obviously in Senegal. Also, he used to be a singer, and finally he announced his uh, um, his intention to run. And the uh, constitution. Constitutional Council invalidated Yusundur's uh, 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 claim, or you know, mm. uh, I don't know, uh, offered to run, and validated his. And that's like as bad as it can be. He's mm-hmm. really gunning for the presidency, so it's even more of a of a surprise because it, I think people didn't really see it coming all that much. Well, I maybe. I mean that's that's kind of an important thing to uh, to fight against because it is sort of a slippery slope as you start to get somebody who stays in power too long. Or oh, of course, like that. that's that's as bad as it gets. I mean, yeah. he's he's eighty five, so he could probably he was saying like, yeah, I can do one turn now and another one because I have only done you know I've done no terms of that length. So right. I could do even two, and I guess he would even be dead by then because he's 85 already. But it, he's, oh, technology, he's, man. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Robots, well, I, I read somewhere that he wanted to put his son into power before he dies. Isn't that the reason? Um, I don't know. I haven't even seen it, but it wouldn't be that surprising given what he's doing now. But um, mm-hmm. yeah. But the weird part is that he's right. actually got through uh, because well, he controls uh, the uh, the constitutional. What, from council. what I read, the the constitution was changed after he was elected the first time, yeah. and of course, a constitution must be applied to everyone in a country. I can't see that. Oh, but he was elected before, so now this this major law doesn't appeal to him. That's uh, very weird. I mean, I guess it it's kind of. You could theoret- – I don't know the, the con- how the constitution is written exactly and certainly it's at le- to, to the very least very shady. But theoretically when you change constitutions, you could argue that it's a different constitution and your terms that are limited – that were limited in the previous constitutions con- constitution are not the same ones as the one that you have in the new constitution. So – it's it's still it's just, you know, of but course. it's just term length, right? Not number yeah. of terms that hasn't changed. Yeah, but it's still new constitution. So you haven't been president under that new constitution. Mm-hmm. So but I he mean, has it's still the you know, term though. He, uh, I don't think so. I think it was changed in his second term. Maybe oh, okay. not. Maybe I, I'm mistaken. I thought it was changed in the first term, but maybe I'm mistaken. Maybe it was changed and it only uh, got in effect later. Or I'm not sure. Either way, you know, it's obviously. He's he's trying to be completely, you know, dictatorial in the way he's doing it, and and the fact that uh, the other candidate is all of a sudden invalidated is like, okay, that's clear, um, and and they are uh, uh, hammering the the we don't want foreign intervention in our democratically you know in our democratic country, so it's always the same story and it's saddening, I would say. 
Um, all right. Be, you know, before we move on to the local stories, um, I just want to mention very quickly something that wasn't in the news a lot in, in Europe, uh, but I would still like to hear it, it, how much you guys mentioned it. It's the uh, ACTA treaty, which I'm sure anyone listening to this show knows about. Um, it's it's a treaty that was negotiated in secret, uh, seeking to enforce stronger IP laws around the world, basically sort of uh, making a standard of the American IP enforcement uh, laws for the whole world, negotiated in secret, and now being signed um, across the world. What happened this week was... Um, It was signed, or last week rather, it was signed in Tokyo by 22 out of 27 European countries. Now it has to be discussed in uh, in uh, the European Parliament and then in local uh, parliaments to be put into law. But it got a little bit of, of news time in, uh, in, in France. But I would still like... So, yeah, it wasn't a huge thing. I think we talked about SOPA more than we did about ACTA. But it's, it's, it sort of looks like there's a little movement, anti-ACTA movement, uh, mounting up now in France, maybe, and in Europe. Um, in, in uh, where was it? Poland, where they uh, demonstrated and had, uh, uh, and managed, no, Slovakia, Slovakia, sorry, um, and managed to get the, the, the law, um, God, I'm not even sure anymore now. Uh, it might be the Slovakian uh, ambassador to to the to Tokyo to Japan that brought wrote a letter um, saying that she was sorry she had signed the treaty and she didn't really realize what she was signing. And, surprise! Uh, surprise! Yeah, exactly. Um, And then it must have been Poland where you had incredible demonstrations uh, that led to the country actually not signing it. Um, or, you know, th there is some movement mounting. Not as much in France, though. Uh, so I'm just curious if it's making a lot of noise in your countries or if it's just quiet. Um, let's start with the country of the Pirate Bay. Okay, I was just going to ask, can I start? <laughs> uh, well, here, it is quite a big deal here because, you know, we are the country of Pirate Bay. And uh, actually, there was demonstrations all over Sweden today. Oh, um, go Sweden. And uh, we, there has been quite a lot of pieces in the news about the ACTA. The problem has been that has been so much misinformation, so much mm. rumors And there has been more discussion about the, the lack of transparency uh, in the process than what's actually is the end result for for the end, uh, for example, the computer user. Mm. Uh, so it, for me, it has been hard to see exactly what the ACTA is, is going to imply for me and, and for my country uh, until I read that brilliant article you posted on Google Plus two days mm -hmm. ago. Because that was very clarifying. I think you should add a link to that in, in the show I'll, notes. Yeah, I'll try. The one from Ars Technica that said... Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a very good that one. I wonder if that's the one that I read. But uh, can we talk about like the, the reality of what this is... It, what this would imply to intellectual property? Um, honestly, I, I'd rather not get into the, the deep discussion. Suffice it to say that there's been a lot of people saying a lot of different things. And... 
not actually understanding what ACTA is. Because now the text is available and you could read it, but a lot of people are just, you know, saying, oh, it's horrible because it restricts freedom, which it does, but not to the extent that they think it does. I actually read the text today and... Uh, you know the the thing that we signed on the twenty sixth, right. and uh, th- that's a very difficult legal document. And, of course, uh, yeah. it's it's hard to say what what the actual yes. of course I, will be. When I'm saying you could read the text, I'm not saying you know people <laughs> themselves, but at least the 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 scholars, the 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 lawyers mm-hmm. in each country and in each uh, non governmental organization can read it and and explain to us what it does. And it seems like there's not a lot of that, and there's a lot. I think it also comes on the heels of SOPA and people are just fed up and they're like, okay, that's more of that enough. That sucks. You won't get my internets, you know? Well, I mean, but it's, it's talking, it seems like it's broader. So SOPA and ACT are two very different things. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, and SOPA is talking about what the government, you know, what, well, what the American government can do to, in response to copyright infringement claims on the internet, which has yeah. got some scary things going on there. Oh, well, not just um, on the internet. It's, it's also, you know, they can, theoretically, it would give the uh, customs officials the power to look into your computer, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or MP3 player when you go through <laughs> the customs, which obviously is uh, probably not going to happen. They already do that. Um. Are you sure? They already do that. Yeah, in the U.S. They already. Yeah. Oh, yeah, power. yeah, yeah. In the U.S., but that would make yeah. it everywhere in the. You know, you're talking about the ACTA. Who's, yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, I mean, the, the weird, the one takeaway I have from ACTA that uh, out of the stuff, and maybe this was in the Ars Technica article or whatever, but um, the 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 change to what what you can copyright and how you can copyright it is really fundamental and mm. interesting. What they're trying to do, but just the just the idea, and and, and I know you don't want to go too far into this, but just the idea that a picture could be copyrighted to the point where you couldn't go to the same spot and take that same picture. That I, – I honestly think it's an exaggeration. Uh, I should read the article again maybe, but I didn't really see that. Uh, that, that was the, most of the, what I, I've heard on our end okay. of what people are talking about in terms of how it redefines – uh, intellectual property and how it dangerously comes close to allowing you to copyright an idea, yeah, um, which that... will completely stifle um, all sort of uh, I mean, technological advances. It is definitely a bad law. You know, it's it's a it's a very bad law that shouldn't be. Uh, well, or if it's as, that it if it's as be... confusing yeah. <laughs> as it well, sounds, then it's really bad. I mean, you know, treaties like that shouldn't be that open to interpretation and and things like that. That's for certain. But even more concerning to me is the fact that it was negotiated in secret, that it didn't go through the democratic, you know, uh, process and that people, the the governments are now signing it without even having, you know, having gone through the, 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 um, ah, not the assembly, the national assemblies, the, you know, the parliaments. Yeah. And that is – if you do a treaty between governments, it's okay as long as it doesn't change your laws in the country or you – know, you have to have a review of the, 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 the change in IP law that it would enact in these countries is tremendous. So you can't have it just first of all negotiated in secret and second of all signed without even a review. And that is more of what is – appalling to me the, the the law itself is terrible but that secrecy part 
is the even worse. Um, and I think that a lot of people have have been saying that also, um, but with a very difficult, you know, it's very difficult to understand exactly what it says, as you were saying. Um, Turkey is that even a concern for you guys? Uh, no. No, no, if you ask anybody who's active, they'll say, what the hell are you talking about? So, but you have an, on, no. an active online community in Saudi Arabia, even for that? We have an active, but uh, let's be honest. We don't even enforce the current laws. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right, fair enough. So, so nobody's really worried until we see them enforcing the current laws. If you come here, I will be happy to take you downtown, very open area. You can buy any computer program, PC program you want, mm-hmm. it will cost you less than uh, about one euro per uh, about ten twenty programs. So, okay, all right. So it's 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 uh, piracy is rapid here. It's uh, they mm. they never actually there's almost zero attempt to enforce it on individuals. They try to enforce it on corporations, but on individuals it's almost zero uh, percent enforceable. Mm. Right. Okay. Patrick, you should do every. You know, you've done like a dedicated show to a topic before, right? Yes. You should do a piracy episode. I would love to. You know, I, there's lots of uh, of dedicated episodes that I would like to do. The problem is, I really don't have enough time anymore. So maybe one day I'll I'll get back to that. Uh, for now, unfortunately, not going to happen. Um. All right. If that's it on ACTA, I guess we'll... Well, I, I'd like to that we could talk about the angle about the, the, the rich world and the poor world as well in this, because that's a major mm-hmm. concern that uh, the third world, for example, will have the problem getting in gen- um, generic uh, matches of... Um, alternative yeah, generic drugs. To, to, yeah. to drugs mm. and, and for me, that's more scary because I don't think, you know, my own... Um, abilities to to pirate uh, Game of Thrones episodes will be affected by this law, but I do believe that the third world could, you know, have um, uh, disadvantages okay. from this law. Okay, we'll miss you. We'll really miss you. <laughs> um, just confessed to stealing. No, right. I didn't say. I just made an example, very hip- hypothetical. <laughs> So the the um, Ars Technica article goes into that too. Um, it's it's not as clear as what you're saying now. Um, it, basically, what from what I understand from the article, if your drug looks like the other one, you know, it's really trying to counterfeit it. If your drug looks like the other one, you're you're you know the the you're copying, then yeah. it could be. Um, it could be stopped. However, if you just use the same molecule because the, the drug has gone into public domain and you use the molecule and you make a, a drug that doesn't look the same, so basically that you're not trying to sell as the other one with the other one's name, mm-hmm. then you're, you're good. So yeah, it, it's it's not black and white, but no, I mean today, it's not. It's more. Uh, it's more than it's not. That makes it really hard uh, for us to spread, for example, mm. cheap anti-HIV uh, drugs in 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 Africa, yeah. and because uh, the the medical companies are blocking it. And if yeah. we have, if they get even more obstacles in this I process, think, that I think in this case this is an exaggeration. I mean, they're they're definitely if they could, they would do it. But and they already doing it as you're saying. But yeah. this will not help them do that. If the it's it's sort of protecting the look of the pill, you mm-hmm. know, if to put it simply. It's not protecting the, the the molecule 
the, ah. the, the generic molecule. So again, this is this is it's a, a stupid, a, stupid treaty. It's it's definitely a stupid treaty, but this like saying uh, ACTA will make it impossible for cheap drugs to get into third world countries is almost a, you know it's criminally exaggerated because what it oh, makes yeah. is that we're 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 crying wolf now, and when things actually get bad in that department, people are not going to listen to us anymore. And I think it's critically important that we are precise when we do these claims or that we at least check because, you know, when you, when you say too much, people don't listen to you anymore. Um, so that's why saying? I've been saying <laughs> – all right. Shut up, John. I hate you. <laughs> um, okay. So the Ars Technica article and Ars Technica in general is an excellent source of information. So – Go there, be informed, and uh, definitely fight against ACTA, ACTA, but in a way that makes sense. Like, for example, calling your congressperson, voting, you know, going on Twitter and saying ACTA sucks is not going to change anything. Calling your congressperson might not change much, but I can guarantee you it will get more attention than your tweet. So there you go. I'll call my congressperson tomorrow. Not tomorrow. It's Sunday. Uh, the day after. I will, promise, or maybe the day after that. All right, moving on to local stories. Could you record that call, please? Uh, I thought about it. Um, I thought about it, but it's sort of complicated. I, my problem is I, I can't be too public about some things, you know? Okay, so, yeah. I can't start to, to becoming a, a – I have a real job and uh, – Maybe later, another, you know, he in a has few a years. real job. I see. <laughs> of course. Okay. Real All right. Job? You have a real job, seriously? Somewhat. And, yeah. and here I thought you were just playing games all the time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, local stories. Local stories. Why are you stopping people from thinking and giving their own opinion in France? That's interesting. Um, so I'll go very quickly over what I wanted to talk about, and then we'll talk about what Turkey wanted to talk about. Uh, first of all, it's the elections coming very soon in, in France in May, and uh, we're, this, things are getting kind of heated up. But uh, Sarkozy hasn't announced that he's running yet. He is most definitely run, be you know he's he's definitely running. It would be a huge surprise if he isn't. Um, but he hasn't said anything yet. So um, the 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 other candidate François Hollande, the main uh, the other main candidate, is sort of campaigning against no one at the moment, and it's making it sort sort of difficult for him. Um, and we're getting sort of heated discussions and debates and name calling and uh, Sarkozy made a speech or, or he he was on TV a, a week ago or so uh for to announce a few measures to fight the uh economic crisis and uh it, it was sort of disheartening to see how how antagonistic discussions have become i could see maybe i i'm following you know very i i am actually following very left-wing uh, centric people on twitter and it was like 
people were not even listening to what he was saying and already yelling bloody murder. Um, and that was a little bit disheartening because I feel like back in my day, you could at least you, – you were disagreeing with what the person was saying but argumenting your, your, you know, your points. Whereas here, it's not the case. And I always try – you know, I'm – somewhat right-wing leaning but i always try to listen to the 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 what people are saying and and understand why i would be for or against and i feel like these this attitude is less present than it was um so yeah that was my feeling about that Pastor, we're we're, the... we're getting american we're americanizing <laughs> ourselves it's horrible what what are the what are the main issues that the what, like what platform is this guy running on in terms of well like, he's not what are the arguments yet. usually about All he's right. not running yet and that's what i but but regarding the platform it's funny because it's what i always say uh, or at least what i said when when obama was elected a few years ago it's the fact that he sarkozy is right wing for france but he is incredibly center for everywhere else, including okay. Europe, which is rather, you know, social democrat. Um, he, he, what he announced was basically more taxes, uh, taxing capital gain and more taxes. And people were screaming that he's so far to the right wing that he is, you know, helping the 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 bankers make more money which I is could send you some candidates they'll see what right wing is <laughs> yeah exactly that's exa- but you know the the funny thing is we know that you guys in the US are insane anyway so we don't even look at you but if you, <laughs> it, it's even if you look at Europe if if you look at Europe he is in the center he's not a right wing candidate he's very much to the center of Europe France is is shifted to the left and people in France are very, very ill-informed and don't know what left and right mean, you know? They, they, oh. they, they just pick a side and decide what the other one says is, you know, it, it will define what they think of the other person and will not be – you could be, of course, compared to what the socialists say in, in France, he seems right-wing, but – the socialists are probably true socialists. They're not social democrats like they are in the rest of Europe, you know. So, it, it, again, it's very, it's very difficult to have a, a, a proper conversation anymore here. And it's proven sort of frustrating. What's interesting is that when I say those things on, on Twitter or on social networks, I get a flood of responses of people saying – I completely agree with you. This is bullshit. You know, it's it's. It, I I think it might be a case of vocal minority and of uh, political rhetoric in interviews on TV and things like that. Um, and people are a little bit fed up with all of this. Some people, at least. Um, but it would be interesting to see how the the debate uh, progresses. And and keep in mind, I'm not saying that I'll definitely vote for Sarkozy. I'm right wing, but I'm going to listen because I don't think he did a great job in the past five years he did pass a few things that like the you know retirement at 62 which is one of the things he had to fight like a, a maniac for which everyone else in the world was laughing at us you know they were think, saying 
what do you mean? You're retiring at 60 and you're asking people to retire at 62 and it's causing the end of, you know, the world? What are you thinking? So that's the kind of thing that we're... So anyway, he did do a few things, but I'm, I'm definitely eager to hear what the other ones have to say. And that's something that many people are not doing in France. Anyway, I'll, I'll stop my monologue. Um, yeah, questions? No? Not really. Um, I just like to add that, that if uh, if you look from the Swedish point of view, uh, Sarkozy has the big problem with has image problems that he is uh, portrayed as this jet set guy. So no matter if his uh, if his politics are not that right wing as you said, is it more centered? Uh, he's still sh portrayed as a very right wing mm. guy. Okay. In, well, in, it, in he Sweden. definitely he definitely has this image, and I don't want to make it seem like he's not right wing in everything. There are things like he's been cracking down on immigration, and there are things where you know he's definitely showed right wing tendencies. When I say right wing, it's just you know conservative, I should say, rather than right wing, because when I say right wing, people think about you know far right, um, conservative, but. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he has that image problem. He is he has been made or he is uh, the sort of slightly vulgar uh yeah. nouveau riche, you know, kind of person who he just he, new money kind of guy, not very elegant, not very um distinguished. But speaking of elegant, did you see that uh, your your socialist party candidate got co co uh, covered in flower today? Oh no, I didn't. What happened? Uh, well, apparently some woman entered the stage and poured flour over him when, when he was speaking. <laughs> See, quite in, funny. There in is America, funny we cover them Google in glitter. <laughs> <laughs> That's another option. Uh, but yes, Turkey wanted to talk about something else that we did, which was, it was in the news, but not apparently enough for you. Uh, go ahead, Turkey. Well, I want to discuss how do you make a law that bans people from denying something happened and put them in jail just for doing that. So what you're referencing um, is the fact that we passed a law uh, making it illegal to deny the Armenian uh, genocide. Yep. And your problem is that we are banning an opinion, correct? Yes. Mm. So I can see how you would think that. Um, and Wait, apparently, is it, is it illegal to deny the the labeling of as a genocide, or is that that people were killed at all? Like, no, it's that's a, gen a genocide. It's okay. a genocide. Yeah. Um, so we also have laws uh, forbidding people from denying um, the Holocaust, for example. I also have a problem with that one. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so the thing is, we have anti. Um, I don't know how to call it, uh, incitation à la haine raciale, which is inciting uh, racial hatred. Mm. Uh, no, we, we have, have the same thing in Sweden, that. actually. Okay, so there yeah. you go. We're not the only ones. No. Um, and there are certain things that if they are judged to be racist enough that they would incite hatred, that would be illegal. Um, and it's it comes as a surprise to me that it would seem so, so strange to other people People, I mean, certainly in the U.S., for example, you couldn't say, uh, you know, the blacks are inferior, right? That would be illegal. No, you, you, you can say it in the U.S. Can you, yeah, you, can, you can. So it's not illegal. 
I think I think uh, hate crimes are illegal. Okay, but yeah. Free speech is crime. still protected. Okay, um, all right. Hmm. I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I yeah. There, that's a, it's a weird line, and, it, and I think it goes down to arguing the the technicality of freedom of speech and mm. and opinions versus protecting the public against things that would incite great <clears throat> violence and danger and things like that. So you could run a platform on saying you know blacks and hispanics are in, an inferior part of the world population i don't yeah, think you that, get any any fun raising if we're, are we talking yeah. about political yeah or? yeah yeah no i mean anything let's let's I, you probably wouldn't get any fundraising but I mean, you it's could a, you know but you know there are things that are protected like we you know you can't deny someone's service based on you know like it, it all depends mm. on what you're doing um i mean so i think it's if you just walked out onto the street and said something that's yeah. different than you know uh, me owning a shop and putting up signs on the wall that say you know horrible things about a particular yeah. race yeah yeah, I see the. You know, it's interesting. It's one of the. It's this is one of those things that makes me happy to to do this show. Uh, it's the fact that we're confronted with ideas that we didn't really think about before. And for me, having grown up in a country where denying the Holocaust or you know hate crime, uh, sorry, hate speech is a crime, it it seems very natural to me but when we talk about it like this it's true that it's sort of is restricting freedom of, of speech but at the same time you can get into a situation like the one in england for example where you have uh fundamentalists arguing their fundamentalist views in public and it doesn't mean that that to me that's very shocking but it doesn't mean that all of a sudden the uk is devolving into that you know anar uh, anarchic anarchy weird place where everyone is shooting each other so it does pose that question to me in very I mean, clear terms but so, look at it on the other side you know it's the it it just because you feel that it's right and i agree with it. i mean i agree that that should be that people should think that way but the question is not whether people should think that way. it's what is the government's involvement in in legislating thought yeah and no, that's true. That's you're, that's you're exactly not, what I'm it's saying. It's a slippery yeah. slope down to something like what's happening in the Middle East already, where you know people pro, you know, go out there and protest, and they're arrested. Because yeah, I mean, definitely agree with the government. If you went into the streets, pro saying having a protest to say, let's all recognize that you know the the historians making us believe that the Holocaust happened is a sham. I'm pretty sure if you got a protest like this, you would get in trouble with the law. Um, but so, probably not for what I said, but for the for the reaction that I incited. There's there's weird sort of gray lines there. No, no, no. Mm. It, it is for what you said. We have a law against that specifically. You cannot say things like that. Now, of course, so, if you're with so friends. You, so, they, so they treat saying something so racially charged – um, in public, equate it to say to yelling fire in a theater, is that kind of thing. Um, I guess it's the kind of yeah, it's the kind of, no. of... It's, it's like if you write an article in a newspaper and you say the Armenian massacre never happens, you end up in jail and paying a fine. Of course, that's... you you you, that's the law like it's written. But I'm sure yeah. theoretically it could be pushed to you can't even you know 
say it at a political rally of uh, it's yeah i'm, it's I'm, no, I'm saying the it's an example yeah you can yeah. uh, yeah. even writing i should have the right to write it if i want mm. as long as i don't end up resulting in yeah. hurting anybody i should have the right to say what i think but to tell sweet... me that i'm i'm banned from thinking yeah. that way then yeah. you're telling me you're controlling what i'm thinking you, you the government is interfering in my life and telling me how to mm. think I'm, I understand what you're saying completely, but uh, Maria, sorry, we've been interrupting you. <laughs> I'm trying you. to fight my go way ahead, in go ahead. here. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, what I was going to say is that how we implement it in Sweden is that, you, of course, you're allowed to say whatever you want. You can. We have uh, Nazis demonstrating on the street here, and that is mm. allowed. But if they say certain things that is uh, looked upon as agitation against a group of people, uh so you are kind of with your word um putting aggression toward a group of people can can you understand that so yep, I guess you so. you you creating a hostile environment so you you, you go out so you, actually you go out in threat. the streets of of Sweden and you're like Swedes suck and that <laughs> well no i would say, you can say it, that. I right but if you go out and say kill all Swedes that's different yeah, and would you like to join up with me so we can go and kill those Swedes that stands mm. over there? Okay. Uh, that could be seen as, as agitation against a group of people. And but is, is agitation that. defined precisely? or? Um, the, it's very hard to get sentenced for this. It has mm. happened, but it's, it's not many cases that mm. has gone through. Just because we have, we have freedom of speech, but... Mm. Yeah. yeah, and in France, it's as simple as you just, all you need to say is, yes, the Armenians were killed by Turks, but it was not a massacre. You just it was say not that. a genocide. Yeah, it's not a, a genocide. If it, yeah, if it was, it's, but it wasn't a genocide, then you go to jail. Well, again, yes, theoretically, yes, but, you know, yeah. we Refusing have... Refusing to call end, though, it a genocide that. means you end up in jail. Yeah. And there, I don't think that's... There are laws that will, you know, uh, we have laws all over, you know, that, and I'm sure in every country that completely contradict other laws, and then mm. the legal system is yeah. what kind of holds that together. But theoretically, well, yes, think, you're I right. Think, I, I mean, think, if, I if, we're th if we're talking about, uh, you know, legal uh, uh, academia, yes, you're completely right, Turkey. That's yeah. the way the law was written, uh, and it should also be mentioned that this was a promise of uh, the candidate Sarkozy when he first ran. Uh, to the Armenian community, which is quite large in, in France. And now he's making it, you know, he finally got around to, to voting it, to getting it into law. Uh, and it's an obvious nod at the Armenian community to make sure that they he gets their vote um, in the upcoming election. So that Look, I, I, I have I should no problem. It, if but... the government goes and recognize that there was a genocide in Armenia, that's one thing. But to say it's also mm. against the law for you to say there wasn't one... That I have a problem. So it's interesting that so, you would be that appalled by it, Turkey, given the country in which you live. Certainly there are things that you can and cannot say in Saudi Arabia, right? What does uh, be, me being from Saudi Arabia have to do with my personal opinion on the matter? <laughs> well, yeah, okay. So yeah. you, you In Saudi probably... Arabia, there's a lot of things you can, you're not allowed to say and you end right. up in jail or going, so, being lashed. And I mm. oppose all of those laws. Right. So maybe, does, it, does that, your, your strong reaction to our law... Uh, about the Armenian genocide, does it stem from your general opposition to these laws that you have in your country, or, or maybe it's hard to to discern the I, two? But 
It's, it's difficult, but mm. my personal opinion on these matters, I very strongly believe in right. the right to free speech. And I think mm. anybody should have the right to say whatever they, they think and want mm. to say. As long as they're not harming someone, it shouldn't be against the law. So what do you guys, do you, guys you know, John and Maria, think about the law? Go ahead, Maria. Mm. Uh, it's 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 difficult. It's really difficult. Um, we, as I said, we do have a similar law. It's it's illegal to deny the Holocaust here. Mm. Um, but if I would go on a national news show and say I don't think the Holocaust happened, I'm not sure that I would be sentenced anyway because I I don't know that there is any cases where anyone actually has been sentenced. Um, it's, it's so, obviously... so making it a law, and then if it's a law, it also has to have consequences, in my mm. opinion. It's um, it's definitely you know that law has existed for a while, the one the one about the the Holocaust, um, and it's not used very often. But that's not an excuse for you know if it's a bad law, it shouldn't exist. I'm not saying it well, should, but but. I... It's, the fact that it's used, period, makes it a bad law because that law should not no. exist. Well, okay. In my personal opinion. Which you're free to, you know, say. And, you know, this is a free podcast with free speech. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, what I was getting at was I completely forgot. Uh, right. The, the reason why these things started was there <laughs> is a, you know, how do you call it? The the people who deny the Holocaust as a whole, Um Ah, can't remember how the, 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 that group is called. Anyway, they have a name in France, not just one name of one group, but that current of thinking. Um, and the negationist in France. And the problem is some people are uh, starting to actually believe that it's a construct by, you know, pro-Israel uh, um, uh, historians. And, and it's why, sort of a slippery. And, 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 and why don't they have the right to believe in what they want to believe in? Because there why are some. Have, have the, the, right? the idea is that some things are absolute. You know, you There's, can't. No, 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 no nothing. No, it, okay, I understand that you disagree, Turkey. There, I'm just explaining there, why. There, yeah. You know what, though? I mean, he's right, though, because uh, uh, like a country has a constitution, and that's where uh, a country gets, you know, decides. These are the things we believe to be absolute. These are the the rules that we agree to 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 abide by. So, in essence, there is always going to be a level of of legislating thought. Um, it's just how much and how far. And I I think the I think the thing that most people don't talk about, and maybe this is kind of the other side of the issue, is that is it really the place of legislation, um, or is this is this better off just done through education? I mean, shouldn't it be the you know um, you know shouldn't it just be the this whole fight against uh you know people who deny the holocaust or or any such large event shouldn't this be just fought on the level of education and educating all all the people of the country versus um you know making it yeah. illegal to do something and which brings on its whole issue you know a whole mm. other issue of when when somebody goes to jail for this for mm. what they believe in that becomes that uh, that is a dangerous a dangerous power to give that person. Mm. Yeah, that's a yeah, very good point. I agree with and you. And basically, yeah, as I, I, the way I see it, if you are, if if the Holocaust happened and you believe in it so much, then why don't you go and to the public and fight these people in public and show your proof and and show them that they're wrong in front of everybody. But when yeah, you take yeah. them, put them in jail, you give the impression you're hiding something. You want this person <laughs> to shut up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, it's definitely quick, it, quick comment. I'm not denying the Holocaust. 
I'm not, not even going to say it happened because I never read anything about it, so I have no opinion on this matter. <laughs> okay. That's an ambiguous comment, I, but sure. I could see, I could see a law that, that – uh, I could see legislation that forces uh, – I mean, and this will probably get a lot of – this would even probably get a lot of uh, – uh, uh, bring up a lot of issues. But I could see m- more so a law that, uh, that, um, that forces schools to refer to – it as a genocide or a Holocaust mm. or, you know, uh, and, and, and legislate education versus legislating speech. Mm. Yeah. Even that is a little bit, you know, you could have extremists uh, saying, oh, but see, you're, you're, you're legislating on what we teach our children, which, well, you know, I'm should be left to the Ministry of Education. Is, right. Well, yeah, I guess it all depends on yeah. how your country is, you know, how that um, is put together. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's it's definitely very interesting to to discuss this because this is one of the the instances where I'm put in front of something that was sort of I never even questioned before. It was just that's the way it is and that's normal. And you. when you and when you discuss it like this, it does beg the question. And I'm 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 like, okay, maybe it is not the best way. Maybe it is not necessary to to do it that way. So. So I guess what I'm trying to say is thank you, Turkey. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> You're welcome, Patrick. <laughs> um, le- let's go to someone else's local story. Um, who wants to go? Turkey. You're, uh, you I have anything? I, I mentioned my local story, the, the cancellation of the celebration in okay. memory of the dead in Syria. Okay. That's quite a statement indeed. Um, Maria, do you have anything? Well, I don't have anything that is – it's a bit difficult to sit up in Sweden because when you have a local store in France or in the US or in Saudi Arabia, it's kind of relevant to the rest of the world. What's mm-hmm. happened up here is seldom <laughs> Well, no, but that's, that's the point. That's the point. That's <laughs> but, the point. You, you're supposed to you know, give us an insight but, uh, into your, your very small – I have something small else, actually. I, I would like to ask you a question because ah. when I went through the, the last month's news here, I saw uh, a big – tendency and that is the most stories we have overall in Sweden this last month is actually about that ferry that went uh, um, oh yeah the Costa Costa Concordia yeah the Italian ferry and I was surprised to see how much media space this got because there was articles every day and it was like this happened minute by minute or see the 3D modeling of what happened to Costa Concordia and was the captain drunk and did he have horse on the deck and what what was going on. Um, And and I wonder if if this was uh, reported as much in your countries or if this is something – that we look more closely upon because we had a big ferry accident fresh in our mind that affected our country mm. very much uh, when um, Estonia sank. Um, yeah. It, it, I mean, in France, it was definitely huge news. Uh, I think there's sort of a wow effect. Uh, the images were very striking, you know, of the boat yeah, yeah. Uh, sort of shifted. And then there were the damning recordings of the... Uh, conversations between the, um, the the captain and the coast guards. Mm. You know, there were things like he was... So for those who don't know, the Costa Concordia is a, a cruise ship that, um, that got, I don't know how you call it, but that got uh, into... Stranded? Or in- stranded, yeah. Um, and, and, well, fell and, and then 
uh, so it was a, a crew wreck, <laughs> a, a shipwreck, and uh, there was a few people who died. Not many, thankfully. Uh, most of two them... people missing still, or oh, dead still, or okay. missing. So okay, so probably yeah. dead. Yeah, quite a few actually, but uh, most of the people were were. It wasn't too far from the coast, so they managed to get uh, uh, to get well to the coast safely. Um, and the thing is, it it was a cruise ship that sort of ran into. Uh, uh, it wasn't even a coral reef, if I understand correctly. It was just it went too close yeah. to yeah, too to close to the, to the to the island, and and um, it it was a heartbreaking stories of people. You know, there was a, a, a one story of a guy, an old guy retired, who gave a, his his jacket to his wife who couldn't swim, and of course he died because the water was too cold. Uh, things like that, and. Um, the biggest issue was that the captain how how does a ship just run into an island and the captain was uh, uh apparently left first of all he stranded the ship and then he left the ship immediately without of course the captain's job is to coordinate everything and make sure that everyone gets off the ship safely um and there were those conversations that surfaced recorded conversations with the coast guards and it was the captain saying, so, you know, I don't know, you know, so what's happening? How many people are still on the ship? And and are people going out with the, the safety boats and things? And the Coast Guard's yelling at him, what the hell are you talking about? You're the ones who should be telling me these things. Just get back on the ship, you ass. And he just and ran away. Used. And yeah. he refused, yeah. yeah. So in, in America, he became the this most is, hated. He he became the most yeah. dubbed as the most hated man in Italy. Um, he, anyway, I mean, this true. has been huge here too. I mean, I, I kind of forgot about it. Um, mm. Just thinking about the last, but I mean, for like a week, at least a week straight, it was. Yeah. I mean, it was big. I think it was big, kind of in most, uh, um, most big, larger countries. But mm. um, I, I feel like it's because we love every you know. Uh, the media loves uh, the story of a hero, mm. but what do we love more than a hero? An utter coward. Like yeah. this. Like yeah. this was just like. Uh, like it is despicable. I, it was flabbergasting. Yeah. You know, like just how uh, how every day there was something new coming out about just how how much of an idiot and a coward this guy was. Mm. Mm. I guess that's why it made the news too. Did it, did it get uh, some airtime in in Saudi Arabia, Turkey? Um, yeah, I think so. It, it was covered a little. Uh, I can't really judge for sure. I don't watch as much as Arabic news as I used to. So mm. for me, it was covered a lot because I keep yeah. watching BBC and CNN. So mm. okay, but I do, I do remember it was covered somewhat. I don't remember how much. Uh, I, mm. I did read it for a couple of days in the newspapers here. Right. So it was it was a news, but I don't think it. I think Syria was too much to, uh, yeah, yeah, for this to overcome Syria think, for us. I think it's one of the reasons that it got so big is also that we are so exhausted by all the stories about Syria every day. It's not like mm. it's it's not unrelevant. Of course, it's relevant and it's very important. But it's just it's been going on and on and on and on, and then to have something new and fresh and juicy like John yeah. says. I, I think that was appealing. Mm, you're probably right. It might have been one of, you know, it might have been a factor definitely uh, here too. So, uh, all right, let's finish up with uh, John's uh, more local story. 
and then we'll so, wrap up. Yeah, my, mine's not. I mean, you know, mine's sort of national sort of story for for us here, and kind of a big, uh, uh, sort of a, a, a can of worms, I guess. Um, it mm-hmm. my my local story has to do with the uh, the ever ongoing uh, argument about uh, abortion, and uh, in so in America we have uh, a group called Planned Parenthood. Uh, and Planned Parenthood is a nonprofit organization that uh, does a lot of just you know free uh, health services. Uh, abortion is one of those services, um, but there is a lot more that they do. A uh, this past week, a large uh, uh, organization called the Susan G. Komen for the Cure Foundation. Uh, they are a uh, one of the leading funds uh, fundraising groups for. Uh, uh, for breast cancer uh, research, uh, they announced that they were pulling all money out of Planned Parenthood. Hmm. Um, so they basically were pressured by anti-abortion groups to to pull money out. And when they did this, there was a massive, massive uproar. And you, you talked about earlier about how saying stuff on Twitter doesn't really get you anywhere. I would say that I mean, uh, maybe with with congressmen and 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 legal stuff, it doesn't. But I, I think it's massive... in, in Europe. I, I should have said in Europe, it usually doesn't work all that well. It, but, in yeah. this particular instance, and I guess well, and also in things like uh, uh, the the past with like with SOPA and and all of yeah. the 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 internet stuff, the internet out just outpouring uh, against the them pulling the support was amazing, mm-hmm. and uh, within days, like the uh, I think it was yesterday. Uh, or the day before, they announced that they were they were going back on what they said and were going to give money to them, hmm. and, and this and, and this is a common thing because it's you know in it, it's sort of a tactic to uh, to attack somebody like Planned Parenthood who provides abortions is to attack all their sources of money, no matter of what course. that money is actually being used for. And when when a when an organization like Planned Parenthood gets a large grant from this company, that money is earmarked only for breast cancer screening. Mm. So taking away this money is basically instead of fighting abortion, is fighting. Well, I guess fighting for breast cancer. Mm. <laughs> it's like um, so. It, it was it was pretty interesting. And out of this, there became you know a lot of interesting stuff and. Uh, uh, different people's opinions have, have sort of come out against it. And uh, Salon.com, this is sort of the reason why I bring this up. Uh, there was a really interesting article on the second um, uh, on Salon.com uh, entitled, I'm pro-life and I support Planned Parenthood. And mm. it was this, it's, uh, it's an opinion, uh, an op-ed article for, uh, from a, a man uh, talking about his opinions about being pro-life. Um, but talking about the way to the way to reduce the number of abortions the way to you know to stop abortions from happening is through education is through um, contraceptives is through all of these other things and talking about the the research that is out there that um, it, you know in the countries where abortion is legal and uh, you know where even prostitution is legal that the rate of abortion is lower than anywhere else yeah you know it is yeah it's very interesting the fact that the 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 absence of well planned parenthood doesn't help it's it's staggering to me how the let's say it it's usually christian um 
you know, not I don't want to say fundamentalists, but Christian groups that are against uh, abortion. Mm-hmm. And it's staggering to me that how they think that removing these options will create less abortions. Because it doesn't. You know, you can simply look at statistics, proven and and very clear stati- statistics. So I guess, you know, it's about well, education. Well, they, they will show you statistics but. that, you know, reverses it, you know, but it's just a matter of how you interpret those statistics. And the thing that I think they just always ignore is the fact mm. of all of the abortions that happen that when when abortion is illegal, how often abortion happens not in any place that's going to be well. Of course, yeah, that's what accounted yeah, of for. Course, of course, of mm. course. Um, it, yeah, I'm, I'm a, 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 you know, advocate of women's rights in, in general. I'm, I feel very strongly about these things. So even when I hear Rick Santorum say the things he does, I'm. It's almost like it's one of those things that makes me think legislating opinion is actually a good thing. I, it it appalls me to a point that you wouldn't believe. I'm sure Maria has. Uh, for those who don't Har-har. know, it's okay to say how you, what your job is. I'm a nurse. There you go, and also a woman, and also in Scandinavia. So you're probably like what I feel when I hear these things. You feel it three times as much, right? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, all right. Uh, I. I'm very happy that things turned out the way they did in uh, in this case, John. So, yeah, but I, I was curious. Do you actually mean that that Twitter uh, turned the the opposition or the? There was, I mean, the it. I wouldn't say that Twitter alone did it, but um, the yeah, the there was massive outpouring against it on Twitter, which then spread to other news organizations, yeah, yeah. and then spread to. I mean, it's. I think it's all about the ability for something like Twitter to spread education about an issue very quickly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, the problem is the, the problem is the reason it works in the US and maybe it it shows one of the reasons why your system works better than ours. The thing is with the you know lobbying, you have the money going directly from companies to the politicians, right? Yeah. And if the people now with Twitter, maybe it didn't work as well before, but with social networks and the internet, if they show a very strong opinion for or against something, companies will probably react if the opinion is strong enough, will they react will, yeah. by, you know, saying, Okay, we're we're supporting this or that with our money. We're gonna, you know, pull our funding from here or there. Uh whereas in France, it doesn't really work like that. Um you're not gonna have a company you know, funding someone's campaign. Um, so it the, the outpour of emotion on Twitter is not going to affect someone directly in the same way. It, it And they don't really pay attention all that much. Maybe it's also, a, a, you know, it's less present here in France. So that's why I was saying that actually calling someone would have a stronger effect because you tell them directly what the funding is telling them in the U.S., you're telling them I'm not going to vote for you. So, right. yeah, I mean it's right. it's it's interesting that it, it, I think just in the last month this has been a month of uh, or two I guess, but um, this has been a month of the 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 internet sway you know sort mm. of showing a, a bigger glimpse into public opinion that normally hasn't been all that mm. uh, uh, out you know outspoken uh, and 
so I think it's it's definitely uh, a sign of a slow change in a, for for America at least, which yeah. I think is a good thing to fight against things like all the amount of money that goes into lobbying and and the way that uh, legislation happens in our country. Hmm. Yeah, I suppose it it sort of balances things out a little bit. I still think you know lobbying is a big problem, but oh uh, yeah, it's horrible. Maybe. But I, I think it's like this is, seems to be our only way to fight, like a, mm. at least a foothold to fight against it. Maybe, maybe banning lobby. But I, it's I'm sure French people would probably say, yeah, just ban lobby. You know the 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 lobbying principles try to go around them. But then the problem is. You have you cut off uh, what is often a legitimate way of communication between, uh, you know, the consumer or the companies that are that need a voice and the politicians. So maybe it should it's it just needs to be balanced a little bit. Well, I just think that you know, I see I have a pessimistic view. I guess uh, I see little hope uh, of just outright trying to if someone actually going out there and saying let's stop you know let's ban lobbyists yeah, i don't think that's ever not gonna, gonna work. happen you're right yeah all right um unless anyone has anything else to say i think we can conclude i have one show. question oh god okay oh come on i'm just wondering how many <laughs> of you are heavy facebook users i just want to see how, how many of you are making a zuckerberg rich um i personally i use facebook a little bit uh, for my personal account i use it a little bit for my public account is it facebook.com slash not patrick maybe i don't know i think it might be um so but i don't use it a lot it's it's not my preferred social network i like twitter and and google plus much more so, I've been but out I still of social network networks for a while. I mean, I use Facebook a little bit. I get more email freaking notifications from them than anything else. But mm-hmm. I, I find it weird, like all these advances of like you know the the Facebook timeline and stuff like that. I'm like, who the hell's actually going to look at my page? <laughs> you mean the um, the the new how's it called? Um, ah, yeah, the timeline. You're right. Yeah, the the the, the, the timeline, the profile. It's like. All everyone sees is their own view of what else is happening. Who goes and clicks on somebody well, and looks at their actual profile? Well, page? your better half could, your family could, and yourself. You know, if nothing else, yourself, you could see fun things that happened to you before. <laughs> I like. I it. wish I didn't have to use Facebook. I wish I could take all my friends from Facebook and put them into my Google Plus universe. But sadly, <laughs> none of them are coming. So I'm sitting here alone at Google Plus, and I having like. You're not alone. We're here. Followers that I hardly know, and all (laughs) my real close friends are back at Facebook. I'm I'm following you on Google Plus. Yeah, that's nice. (laughs) But yeah, okay. Uh, Just got a pat on the head. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, but I understand. I mean, but you know, Google Plus is just if you had all your friends on from Facebook on Google Plus, it would just be the same thing. I don't see that it would be that different. It. I like Google Plus. You can always you can always filter them out if you don't want to hear about you know all their babies and stuff like that. (laughs) I'm happy with Facebook being where it is and my interesting friends being on on Google. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, I I think Facebook is good. It's, it's, it does what it should do. But um, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. I almost almost never use it. It it, it keeps the old people using computers. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. So are you going to buy Facebook stocks when they, Facebook stock when they go into IPO? Um, 
I, I don't really yeah no yeah. I sold I sold the only stock I had in any company to mm. uh, to buy a procedure for my dog and and haven't really had the money Aww. to put money into anything since then so even if I did I probably wouldn't bother okay fair enough I do uh, um well no I won't say that good okay <laughs> um, Turkey are you gonna buy Facebook stock you're you're a savvy person I almost I almost never use Facebook oh okay. So, but it doesn't mean that uh, you wouldn't buy. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes I, will, I just want to delete my account. But there's some people on there, so I have to keep it for now. Yeah, the Facebook prison. Do they even let yeah. you delete them? <laughs> so, well, if you ask really nicely. They better. They better uh, all we try. We tried to have an account deleted, you know, due to the fact that a, a, a dear family member passed away. Mm. But they wouldn't remove it totally. And. Really? They just put they just put it in this deceased section, but you can't get rid of it. From what I learned, well, I would think that it would have to be the 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 person directly. Um, how do you call it? Like the direct descendant that would, if that person asks for it, I guess they would have to. If they, they're. they're I don't even uh, think even if you want your own account deleted, I don't know. I think they they hold, yeah, they, they want to hold on to that information because they. That I think they they hold on to it. Butter. They hold on to it for like a month and then they have to delete it. It's something like that. Or maybe a little bit longer, but then they have to delete it. Yeah, I think it's the law. They're required yeah. to delete it if I ask to. Yeah, yeah I think they're but, just going to put up yeah, 20 million Yeah, the problem is when you're dead, you have it. such a big problem asking for it. That is something you? that is that, – yeah. That's why you need to talk to your lawyer and fix everything. <laughs> or... All right. We could talk about Facebook for a while. It's definitely an interesting topic, and I guess we're going to talk about it with the IPO coming um, in, in the next few days, but uh, we'll talk about it next month. So that will be another interesting topic. Until then, uh, you can go to, for example, iTunes and leave us a comment uh, on there. I We haven't had comments on there. I guess I didn't mention it for a while. So uh, it definitely helps uh, gaining more visibility when you put comments on, on iTunes. So please go ahead and do so. It would be very much appreciated. Um, and you can also go to frenchspin.com slash uh, well, go to the Phineas Club and comment on the story on the uh, on this article for this episode. If you have things to say and want to let us know how stupidly we uh, discussed one of the topics, feel free to do yeah. so. Uh, uh, you, mean, you mean you mean how you stupidly discussed one yes, of the topics? Don't, that... don't don't put me in that group, <laughs> Turkey. I would never put you in my group ever for anything. Um, but if other people want to put you, for example, in their circle or, you know, in their following group, what, how would they go about doing that on the internet? Well, you can find me on Twitter on my Twitter ID is Saudi Turkey. It's S-A-U-D-I-T-U-R-K-I. And not on <laughs> Google Plus? You're not there anymore? You don't like I'm it? I'm there, but it's just like Facebook. I almost okay. never put there. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Uh, John, what about you? Uh, you can pretty much find me on most social networks at uh, Copper Dome is the name. So Twitter, I think I'm on Google Plus, and I don't know. Probably Twitter if you really actually want to catch my attention anytime, which is not that often. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, and you're not podcasting anymore. I have um, – I made a decision um, ah. on how to spend the time that I have when I'm not in my full-time job. And I was doing some extra stuff, some other pro projects, and I decided to do something that was less job-like. Yeah. 
and have some fun for a while. So I've been playing a certain game uh, in my spare time. Um, <laughs> I've been I've been supporting Patrick, uh, <laughs> and uh, I I will probably get back into podcasting before too long, but um, we'll see. All right. Well, you're welcome in this podcast anytime, anyway. I as long it. as it doesn't, you know, feel too much like a job. Well, see, I don't have to do any of the work after That's this. True. I just get to show up and talk <laughs> for a couple hours. <laughs> uh, Maria, what about yourself? Are you on Twitter and uh, uh, other places? Well, I think you're most likely to find me on Google+. And then Excellent. I go by the name Maria Moore. And that is more with two O. Okay. Not to be confused with a certain hefty porn star. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know, but uh, I was okay. uh, in my mind. It was all sorts of confused. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, there you uh, go. If, if, if we're talking about porn stars, this is something. Don't I Google have to that. No, 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 no. I have you to don't, mention. You don't. Don't get me if you Google Maria Moore. No, 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 no. no, no I'm not talking about you. We have here an organization for foreign investment law. It's called for Saudi. Arabian General Investment Authority, short, SAGIA. Type SAGIA and put images and see what you get. No, I okay. won't. No, 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 don't no, no. do that. <laughs> no. I don't know what it is. But if... Do not listen to Turkey. I don't know what it is, but I'm guessing. And if Turkey is saying it, then it means we shouldn't. So there you go. Uh, it's and... not work safe, but it's not porn. So okay. You're going to find it hilarious, especially when you find... Stop! All right. If I have it on on here, I'll send you right now the link. (laughs) What I'm talking about. Okay, fair enough. And just so you know, the Maria Moore on Google Plus that you're looking for is the one that obviously isn't naked. So there you go. (laughs) And if it's not obvious that she's naked, wait. Maybe. Uh, I guess that's going to be it for us. Thank you very much for listening to the show. And uh, we will have another one for you next month. So looking forward to doing that. Thanks a lot. Talk to you soon, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. So, you've got an idea for a business, the store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out, everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 